Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 77. We travel up the road to meet with illusionist and Las Vegas headliner Chris Angel. He's opening a restaurant not in Las Vegas, but close enough. It's great to have you in Moapa Valley and uh, only 45 minutes from Planet Hollywood, so pretty convenient for a whole nother world of living. We have a great chat with Chris Angel about Las Vegas, returning to the stage, and his new project. Plus, Delilah's Supper Club opens at the Win. It was a star-studded event which included pop stars like Justin Bieber. And my first-hand thoughts on the Garth Brooks concert at Allegiant Stadium. Plus, there's a whole lot of boy band news coming your way. They are lighting up the stages in Las Vegas. All right, spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 77. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And as you heard, we are uh, taking a little bit of a road trip. We're heading out of town to talk with illusionist Las Vegas headliner Chris Angel about a new restaurant that he's opening. Lots to talk to Chris about. And it's always great to see him, isn't it, Dana? It really is. And we had so much to catch up about. Uh, great chat with Chris. We talk about returning to the stage and his new restaurant and a new addition to his family coming up. Chris has been busy, I see. <laughs> Very busy. Something that'll probably make you want to get busy is a little bit of boy band music, right? That's right. The boy band news just keeps coming. Yeah, it, it's like, oh my goodness. And everything has to do with Nick Carter, one of our top interviews when it comes to our YouTube hits. And we had a great chat with Nick in the past. And remember he told us he thought the Backstreet Boys would return in some capacity here in Las Vegas? He did. And, and now they're going to. So uh, the first bit of boy band news from the Las Vegas Strip is a show called The After Party. So it's Joey Fatone, of course, he's in sync, and then AJ McLean and Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys, also Wanye Morris from Boys to Men. They're all teaming up for a, a special engagement of shows August 19th through the 22nd over at the Venetian. And I mean, that's just a, a little spattering of all sorts of music, Dana. It is, and it's funny because you and I kind of called it, I'm not going to lie. We tweeted out a video when it was Nick Carter and AJ and Joey and Lance Bass doing some kind of songs in one of the guys' houses. They were doing kind of a mix of, of Backstreet and InSync, and we said, you know, I feel like this is going to be a Vegas show, and then boom. Boom. There it is. It happened. And it also says, by the way, on the flyer that advertises the show, it says plus special guests. So it's the four guys, but also... I'm sure every now and then we're going to see a surprise guest like probably Lance Bass and things like that. But they're going to sing uh, some of their hits. They're going to sing some songs together. So it should be a great show over at the Venetian. Tickets are on sale already. And I have a feeling those will go pretty quick. And along those lines, the Backstreet Boys announced holiday shows. That's right. Backstreet's back. They're giving us a, a little taste of Christmas in July. Uh, the boy band is going back to the Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. And they are. They're doing a holiday show, which I think is going to be great. I have a feeling uh, Nick Carter will show up in a Santa suit. I'm just calling it now. Their artwork for the show is really cute, though, because it turns each one of the Backstreet Boys into a, a little nutcracker. 
Yeah, it is really cute. And as I was like reading all the details, I was like, you know what? This does sound like a good show because they're going to sing some holiday hits, some holiday classics, but they're also going to do some of their biggest hits as well. So, you know, and then some new originals. So it's going to be a mix of everything. So what a fantastic show this, you know, sounds like it will be. So November 11, 12, 13, 14, 18, 20, and 21, and then December 16th, 18th, 19th, 22, and 23. And it's called A Very backstreet christmas party get in the holiday spirit jingle your bells and show up for the backstreet boys and speaking of nick carter our friend amanda recently got married up in tahoe and amanda works for live nation for many many years and you know the videos have just circulated all around of nick carter at the wedding at the reception hops on a table and starts singing metallica i know Uh, you know what i was not surprised that something like that happened at their wedding. Yeah, if you haven't seen that video yet, just Google it. I'm sure it's out there. But big congratulations to uh, Amanda and Chad on their wedding. Okay, a brand new, gorgeous supper club has opened at the Win Las Vegas. Uh, Delilah is officially open. And let me tell you, they did this <laughs> opening in style. It was full of celebrities. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but you know, the big, big draw and the big video that keeps circulating around is when Justin Bieber popped on stage and just sang a bunch of songs, you know, in Delilah's, you know, it's a big venue, but not that big. So this was a really one-on-one with the Biebs kind of situation. Yeah, and and this is a venue that really is super cool and vibey. It's almost reminiscent of like a a 20s era supper club from Hollywood. And it's got the, you know, the palm tree decor, all art deco, just visually beautiful. Go to our social media and look at the pictures of the inside of Delilah. But yeah, Justin Bieber got up and performed. Uh, Andra Day was there the night before performing. She's the, um, I mean, she was an Oscar nominee for The People uh, versus Billie Holiday. Also, she sings that song, you know, and I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day. Uh, I will spare you the the rest. Andrew Day sings it much better, but she's just an incredible talent. But then the list of celebrities just went on and on and on. Everybody stopped in there. I know. And a big one was Kendall Jenner. You know, everyone loves Kendall. And she was there, which was a huge draw. They started kind of teasing on social media that they were in Las Vegas. I think it was like her and Justin Bieber and then Justin Bieber's wife and group of people traveled first to the UFC fight that night. And then they came back to the win and they were at Delilah all night. And that's when Justin Bieber was on stage. He performed Peaches and Hold On. But yeah, the list goes on. Megan Fox was there. Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, Gosh, uh, Dave Chappelle. Hell stopped in. I saw Steve Aoki was there. Drake was there at one point. I mean, I could go on and on. Jared Leto, uh, Haley Bieber, obviously, Justin Skye. Apparently, Mel Gibson was there, too. No photos of Mel, though. Miles Teller, he's great. He's going to be in Top Gun, too, by the way, playing Goose's son. Okay, just a quick note. Tyga? Tyga was there, too. Skylar Aston. So the list goes on and on of big celebs that were in town for the opening of Delilah, a star-studded night, and it is officially open. Supper clubs are becoming popular again, and you know what? I'm kind of happy about that. I mean, listen, when you're able to get dinner and a show for one price— that's a good deal. The food is top-notch. The entertainment is top-notch. 
I really like the direction that that we're going with this. Yeah, the Mayfair Supper Club has been really, really popular, and so I think this is a, a different, but still, you know, along those lines kind of thing. And it's, I think, it's great addition to Las Vegas. The more stuff we have, the new stuff we have is great for visitors and people that live here as well. And another new place that we uh, stopped by this week is called Money Baby. This is over at the Virgin Hotel, and it's not a supper club. It's more like a combination between a sports book, a sports viewing lounge, an ultra lounge, and a nightclub, plus like outdoor patio space that overlooks the pool. It's a really cool spot. It's a big space, too. It's in that newer tower. So remember the old Hard Rock? There was an extra tower that was built. If you go in that entrance and you go up the escalators, that's where Money Baby is. And it's a big area. There are tables. There are booths. There's a huge bar. Then, like you mentioned, Sean, there's a patio as well that kind of overlooks uh, the pool there at Virgin. And also off to the left, you can see the Aaliyah Day Club. So beautiful area. Screens all over the place. The food was fantastic. Uh, Gosh, they brought out pizzas that were like bruschetta pizza. And then they brought out Brussels sprouts. And then these hot dogs. Remember they had the... (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm, we're reminded of what we laughed at at the table when the chef was telling us uh, we have a hot dog <laughs> that's really long called the Home Wrecker. <laughs> and and when the name actually sunk in and we realized the significance of this giant wiener being a a Home Wrecker, it, it was pretty funny. And obviously, we're still laughing about it, but it was good too. <laughs> Yeah, they brought out a couple different versions of the uh, the wiener, and one of them they just poured the cheese on, and oh my goodness, yeah. If you're looking for some unique and, and so a great twist on all the kind of comfort foods that we are used to, they also had huge jumbo shrimp. It was amazing. But yeah, there were people there, you know, like celebrating birthdays and watching sports, and it's, so it was a wide variety, and I think it's going to be a great place. It reminded me a little bit of Lagasse Stadium. Yeah, that's right. And Lagasse Stadium, which was over at the Venetian, unfortunately was a, a victim of the you know, pandemic. It shut down, never reopened. So having a space like Money Baby, again, over at uh, the Virgin Hotel, former Hard Rock, is a, a great addition. And by the way, they have an incredible uh, cocktail menu as well. So if you're in town or coming into town, make uh, Money Baby a stop. All right, from the home wrecker to menopause the musical (laughs) oh gosh we are giggling today it's like we're 15 but you know what it's fun listen menopause the musical is a a mainstay here in las vegas and i did want to mention that they are back at harrah's as well they're going to be uh, coming back on july 22nd menopause the musical has been around for 16 years on the las vegas strip they've done over 5,600 performances you know, obviously the name gives it away. If you haven't seen it, it is about menopause. It's a hilarious celebration of women in the change. Really, really funny show. Uh, people like Cindy Williams have been in the show as kind of like a, you know, celebrity actress in the show that, you know, that a lot of people know, obviously, by name. Um, and many, many people have been in the show through the years. But the cast is great. And again, it's back at Harrah's and it's starting July 22nd. And another new show here on the Vegas Strip, uh, Usher 
is launching his residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. July 16th is the first show. Uh, We're going to be talking all about that uh, next week here on the Vegas Revealed podcast. That's right. Sean has a tough assignment. I'm sending him to Usher because I'm going to be out of town. So I expect all the details. Um, Obviously, we shoot this a little bit earlier. Sean's going and has gone already. We'll talk about that next week's podcast. And, you know, it's a big deal because this will be the first show back at the Coliseum. So they've been doing the big countdown. It's a big deal for them. Obviously, the Coliseum is one of the main, main theaters, um, is known for being built for Celine Dion and it's a beautiful facility. They've redone it through the years just recently. And so anyway, Usher will kick off and we'll have all the details about Usher, Usher coming up. <laughs> but another big concert that we have to talk about is Garth Brooks, who just played Allegiant Stadium. He's the first rock country show to play at Allegiant Stadium. And man, 65,000 people all together for a concert It was something else, Dana. This was one of the first big shows at Allegiant Stadium. So I have all sorts of questions and we've discussed a little bit, but I wanted to save some. Um, But first of all, let's just get right to the show and the sound. Because on our Twitter, we were getting a lot of people writing us saying that the sound wasn't the best where they were sitting. Now, you were toward the top. You got some last-minute tickets that you bought for some friends and and things like that, and you said it sounded fantastic. If you're facing the stage, we were to the left of the stage, and it was a stage that... It was a concert that was done kind of in the round. There was a front and back to the stage, but not really because he Garth ran all around. But anyway, we were uh, to the left side of the stage, and where we were, the sound was just fine. We had the speakers from the stage that were facing us. We had speakers that were, you know, hoisted up into the air, suspended from the ceiling that were hitting us. But people who were at the south end of uh, Allegiant Stadium were posting clips online and also letting us know, they were commenting on our social media, that it was just so echoey for them. And one person at least said that it, the audio was so bad that they had to leave. I do want to mention we have reached out to Allegiant Stadium, you know, to comment about that and see, you know, if that was an issue, a widespread issue. If so, what all's being done about it? We haven't heard back uh, as of right now when we're recording the podcast, but if we do hear back, we'll certainly let you know. But that was one of the comments that that people were making about the show. Okay, folks, that's our journalistic background. You know, we don't just take people's word for it. <laughs> we love to listen, but we like to get them some answers. So we did put in, you know, requests for some information on that because people are wondering if, you know, is every show going to be like this? We've got Guns and Roses coming up and, you know, some big shows. So it'll be interesting, but you love the show. Anyway, I saw all the, the posts on social media and, and it was great to see, like, everyone I know in town just, like, going to Allegiant Stadium, you know, and Garth Brooks is always a big celebration. Uh it, it was great to see everyone there and Garth Brooks has performed at several different places up and down the strip. So for him to be, you know, one of the first big shows at Allegiant stadium, I thought was pretty exciting. It was. And he was so glad to be back. This was his first show back out on the road. So from here, you know, Garth is doing his stadium tour across the country, but to really kick it off, he just kept saying over and over again, telling the crowd, you know what? I'm a a guy of a certain age. I started, you know, this country gig back in the 80s. And 
to be here on stage looking out, seeing 65,000 people, a sold out arena. He was like, you know, every time I go out and do this, I wonder, are you all going to come back for me? And he was like, this is an emotional moment standing up here and seeing that, yeah, you are coming back to me. So I'm putting on a hell of a show for you. I keep forgetting and you guys keep reminding me that just being myself is enough. That's the greatest thing you can do for somebody. It sounded great. I know Trisha Yearwood made an appearance. She usually does. So Sean's going to talk a little bit about some things surrounding Allegiant Stadium, the, the kind of getting in and getting out of it in our tips coming up after our interview with Chris Angel. Yeah, and you definitely want to uh, stick around for this because it will help you if you're going to a big event at Allegiant Stadium. But uh, let's get to Chris. So when people see our Las Vegas headliners and entertainers, they're generally viewed as doing the thing that they do on stage. In Chris's case, it's being an illusionist. In someone else's case, it may be a singer. But a lot of times, these performers have business interests away from the stage as well. And Chris has always been one of those people. He has a lot of things always in his back pocket ready to pull out. So we went up to chat with him at his new restaurant. And we not only talked about the restaurant, but the cause that it surrounds. Also his show being back on stage and a new show he is working on with a big name. Let's get right to it, Sean. All right, let's hit the gas and turn on some road trip music. Okay, we have traveled all the way to Overton, Nevada today, and the ride wasn't bad, right, Sean? No, listen, this is a, a straight shot up the, the 15 North out to Overton, and we're here at Kablip, Chris Angel, breakfast, lunch, pizza, and of course, sitting here with Chris Angel. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you on Moapa Valley, and uh, only 45 minutes from Planet Hollywood, so pretty convenient for a whole nother world of living and uh, just really an amazing place. We love this place. My family and I came here and uh, we don't want to leave. Well, I was going to say, when we saw that you were opening up a restaurant uh, up here, we were like, this is great, first of all, uh, to give people that live here another option, but also that it's kind of a nice ride and a destination point maybe to just get off the strip if people are in town to see you and the show. They have another place to go that has your name on it. Absolutely. And, you know, this whole project stemmed from my son, Johnny Christopher, and his fight with pediatric cancer, his desire to want to ride his little dirt bike for his seventh birthday. Um, And so he wanted to ride it in the desert. And somehow I stumbled upon, you know, Moapa Valley, bought some land here. We spent our first night camping. I never went camping before. My family never went camping. And we absolutely loved it. And then I thought to myself, this would be a great opportunity for other families going through pediatric cancer in our community to be able to escape their reality, three days, two nights, um, camp, um, ride side-by-sides, off-road vehicles, and be able to eat everything for free. So this restaurant is part of a much bigger piece of a puzzle, which is the escape camp for kids. That's absolutely incredible. And obviously you said this, you know, this came from your family's own journey. And Johnny Christopher, did he like his his dirt bike ride? Uh, He loved it, yeah. They come out here now every weekend and see Daddy. I've been living in a parking lot trying to open this place up. This is a, a passion project for me. This is not something I'm doing for money. 
I make my money doing Mind Freak at Planet Hollywood and all my performances. Uh, this is something I'm doing to try to uh, give back to the community, try to help our community, make a wish of Southern Nevada, cure for the kids of Summerlin, St. Baldrick's of Northern Las Vegas. I'm trying to do things to, uh, to help our community and give, you know, during COVID we provided over 50,000 meals. Um, for families that were going through pediatric cancer at uh, Cure for the Kids that had to make a decision between, you know, putting prescription, uh, getting prescription drugs or putting food on the table because they lost their jobs. So it's about using my success for a greater good than myself. Well, and I think Sean and I even always talk off to the side, and we always say, Chris Angel, just you always give back to the community. You always have since we've moved here 15 years ago and we've known you, which is amazing. But to let people know about it is good, too, because it brings awareness to these causes, don't you think? Without a question. Uh, you know, going through uh, pediatric cancer when you have a son or daughter is a, a very challenging ordeal. We've been going through it now for over five years. Um, you know, I've been very blessed to have the means, but I also believe that uh, I've been put on this earth for a greater purpose than myself. And I've been working with kids since 2001, and then I had my own son, and lo and behold, had the same disease I was fighting against. So it really underscored everything. So anything I can do to help others that are in need, I'm down for. And uh, this is just a wonderful venture that's going to bring um, people, I think, a lot of joy, a lot of happiness, fill a lot of tummies up. And we're going to do a lot of this work for those who need completely free. Um, and hopefully this will be a meaningful business to subsidize you know, that philanthropic effort. But I have two incredible partners, uh, Mike Barham from the East Coast, who is a pizza guru, a mastermind when he comes to pizza. Um, and we have you know, East Coast Pizza, the best probably in Nevada, I would say easily, uh, right here in Overton at Kablip. And then we have my brother Costa, who was working and managing my dad's restaurants for many, many years. This is about love and about emanating positivity and putting it out there. And that's what I say to the staff that works here. And we'll be working, you know, 105 hours a week, seven days a week to provide, um, you know, this experience. We're going to be doing a lot of fun things here. I'll perform here once a month. Our friends from the Strip come here and perform here. We're going to have concerts out in the parking lot for veterans uh, with Tony Orlando. Um, we're going to be doing car shows here. It's just going to be a blast. We're just looking to have a lot of fun and, and, just, and just make this uh, you know, something memorable for people with great, great food, comfort food, you know, all sorts of really fun little things going on here. We have a magic room in the back that has, you can't even find it because it's like an escape room. You don't see a door for it. You have to know what book to remove off the shelf in order for the secret door to open. Um, you'll have a love table over here that has RGB LED lights, so people celebrating an anniversary or special occasion, they'll be able to do it in style. We have outdoor seating, misters. Uh, we have you know QR codes, curbside pickup. We have uh, you know everything that modern technology provides us. We have the state of the art experience for for people and for the future to, to do things even in, in a walk up window. People don't even have to like, you know, come inside. They can just go up to the window. We are offering incredible gourmet Italian ices, over 100 flavors that I manufacture. Look, my partner's in my uh, plant, uh, literally 60 seconds away from the uh, Raider Stadium. We have Java-free coffee beans, which, again, manufacturing. So we're looking to do a lot of things. I want to have about 20 or 30 of these up by next year. Wow, That's my goal.
One thing that that always amazes me, Chris, is that you always have like 50 projects going <laughs> at once. And that's probably like underestimating what you really yeah. have going on. Yeah. But but you are just like a work machine. <laughs> what is it that, that drives that for you? Well, moving forward creates, you know, creates and materializes ideas and brings them to fruition. Staying still doesn't produce anything. So for me, it's always about, um, you know, challenging myself, um, trying to, I love creating. It's the thing that I love most. Um, Performing is my job, creating is my passion. So for me, it's always about exploring and trying to challenge myself to do different things, ultimately to try to give back and to help others, but while, you know, keeping me interested and passionate about something. So I'm doing this. I'm going to be opening up this escape camp coming up. Um, I bought uh, almost 14 acres in Logandale. I'm working with BLM and Commissioner Madeline Kirkpatrick, who's wonderful, and her office, Amelia, and stuff like that, to really, um, you know, be able to provide this incredible escape camp. So I I think, you know, this is uh, something I just, I love, and I love being out here. The people are amazing in Moapa Valley and very welcoming. It's a different type of life here. It's a different set of uh, values, I think, in a lot of ways. People meet you and greet you and say hello and try to help you. You have a little problem, they'll, they'll, they'll help. It's just, it's just, it's like the little house on a prairie or the Waltons come to life 45 minutes from the strip, from chaos. So for me, this is kind of the antithesis of me performing, and I just love it. I was going to say, sometimes you always kind of fantasize about that little break away from the, you know, from the regular life that you live. And this is probably part of that. So, well, let's talk about the show. You're back on stage and it's been a long time because obviously things have been on hold. How does that feel to be back on stage at Planet Hollywood? Well, it's it's been absolutely amazing. I just got done doing this week's worth of shows and we broke our all time high at, uh, attendance and and uh, gross amount. It's been absolutely unbelievable i was told uh from the executives at caesars that we were the uh top tier show of all the caesars properties as far as uh coming back you know stronger than ever as far as the volume of 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 dollars and stuff like that the interest has been great we've been sold out shows have been incredible and uh you know just really uh, grateful i got to tell you i'm really grateful to be back but it it feels like now that i never left like even the cast and the crew are like, wow, it doesn't even feel like we, we just, we got, I'm just so blessed to have such a great cast and crew because we got back into it and it just felt like we never left. Like we, we literally rehearsed our show one day prior to opening, one day, and we were ready to go. And my show is really highly technical and sophisticated technologically speaking and we got right back into the swing of things, and um, you know it's just been amazing. The energy of the audience—it's—it just feels um, real fresh, and feels really exciting. And uh, I'm just grateful to be back, and I'm so thankful for all the incredible support. So, in in this past 15, 16 months since you know you've been away from the stage, ha- have you been dreaming up? new illusions and, and new ways to mystify us in addition to everything that you're building out here in Moapa Valley? You know, I, uh, I've been uh, very fortunate. I've been a huge Franco Dragon fan. You know, he was the 
really the mastermind behind Cirque du Soleil, the creative visionary, he's probably the most prolific theater director of modern times, you know, creating shows like O, which is Cirque du Soleil's most successful financially, uh, one of their shows, uh, most successful. And then uh, Mystere, the longest running shows. So he did Celine Dion, The New Day. He's done La Rev, countless shows. And so I was always a big fan, but now we're partners and we're actually working on a brand new show together that, that, that will open up before the end of the year. And... Um, yeah, that's that's whole thing. So I'm getting into you know producing other shows. We're working together on a variety of different projects. So um, it's it's been very exciting you know during COVID to to work with um, with Franco and and others, my executive chef on this project. Uh, you know, just different people on different things. I'm I found myself during COVID working on a plethora of different diverse projects, um, which for me is exciting. It keeps me interested. So the show with with Franco is that going to be a Vegas show, or, or do you plan on touring that? What's what's the plan? Um, that's going to be a Vegas show. It's going to be a resident show. Um, I can't say just right yet, uh, right now. I should say uh, where, but uh, it will happen before the end of this year in Las Vegas, and it will run um, for hopefully uh, for many many years as Franco shows do. And you can't tell us anything about it, can you? Come on, a little I could, something, Chris. I could just tell you that I could just tell you that it's uh, it's going to be something that's going to be very contemporary, very beautiful, very theatrical. It's going to have a hint of magic in there, and uh, I think expect the unexpected. I mean, Franco uh, Dragon is a genius. I like to think I'm really good at what I do and combine together. Um, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen, but. You know, working with Franco, the creative process is is very unorthodox, and um, you know we're thinking outside the box, and we're looking at this um, from a whole different lens because we don't want to do what either of us have done in the past. We want to kind of do something unique and different, and I did that with Mind Freak at Planet Hollywood. It's the first immersive, you know, spectacle over 2,000 lights. Um, you know, over 160 uh, speakers, uh, half a billion pixels of video, 3D immersive experiences without having 3D glasses on. So we're doing a lot of really cool things at Mind Freak, um, with Mind Freak at Planet Hollywood, but this show had to be something that would do something. That, I don't want to repeat myself. So, uh, so we're looking at all different types of technology and different approaches to execute that. Well... Just a couple more questions because I know you're busy and you got to go, but I wanted to ask you, um, I think a lot of people that listen to the podcast from all over the world, some haven't been able to get here um, to be back in Vegas again, but what's your feeling on, do you feel like being back on stage, being on the Strip, things are, does it feel the same to you or does it feel like Vegas is back? I mean, kind of describe to people the feeling now if they were to come visit Las Vegas. Well, Vegas is definitely back. That's no question about it. Um, And it's back you know, bigger, badder, and crazier than ever. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, for me, um, in a weird way, it feels like I never went anywhere. Like, um, it just seems like that 16 months has been completely dissolved and doesn't feel like I was gone. Um, and the cast feels the same way, and the crew as well. But the audiences that, uh, that come to Vegas can expect not as many shows, but the shows that are here that are fortunate to be playing are really, uh, they don't take it for granted. 
They're very excited to be, be able to do what they love to do, like I do. And um, we're giving it 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm constantly refining the show. And, you know, I'm so grateful when people choose Mind Freak to see when there's a lot of other great shows in town. So I always leave it on the stage, no matter if I'm sick, which I'm kind of sick right now for the last three days. I've been performing sick. doesn't matter. I just give 110%, give it my all, and, and just want people to have the most incredible experience because I'll never have that group of people ever together in the history of the world. They'll never be in the same room together. So I got to give my all to provide the most incredible experience for them. And the best kind of publicity is word of mouth. And most of my business is all word of mouth. People that see the show, that tell friends, or that come back and see it time and time again. So for me, it's really important to, to deliver. Yeah, whenever I interview Chris, I always say this, and I know it makes you happy. Like, literally, I feel the best magic show on the street or that I've ever seen. I mean, your illusions are incredible, and they're really jaw-dropping. Easily. I mean, easily, easily the best, yeah. I mean, yeah. We've seen a lot of shows, so <laughs> you like that, right, Chris, when we say that? Well, I, I you know, I, I appreciate that because myself and my incredible team work really hard to present the audience things that they've never seen before. You know, my levitation has taken about 20 years to create. And uh, last year it won, well, year prior, to remember COVID. Skipped a year. Uh, it won uh, from, the, uh, from the largest magic publication and the largest magic organization in the world. It won the greatest illusion of all time, um, which I don't take you know, for granted. I work really hard. My team works really hard. We're always trying to bring to the public things that you can't see in any other magic show, in any other show, period. Um, so we want to have a level of sophistication and give the audience an experience that, um, that they can't have anywhere else. And I'm very confident that we do that. And that's why we're so successful and have been sold out for as long as we have been. Well, clearly, fans are, are glad that you're back on stage. We can't wait to see what you have in store with this new show. And in the meantime, Kablip, Chris Angel, Breakfast, Lunch, Pizza, opening uh, out here in Moapa Valley this week. Yeah, and by the way, we were proudly, and I wear this as a badge of honor, Kablip was, 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 was named the worst name in restaurant history. <laughs> so considering the Beatles... Was, the, was named the dumbest band name in rock history by Rolling Stone magazine. We're in great company. And loved, hated, never ignored. This, this place was literally built in 1938. Where we're sitting right now, 1938 this place was built. And, uh, and it's gone through a lot of incarnations. The previous owner, Judy, had, a, had it called Sugars at the time. It was 30 years she had it. It was a very successful place. We embraced that history, but we want to take people into the future, and uh, we just want to have a lot of fun here. So whether you want breakfast, lunch, or pizza, have the experience, um, and you never know, you might be eating next to the, the table next to me and my family. Yeah. And listen, any publicity is good publicity, right? We always say that. You know that, too. Oh, I, I, I embrace it all. I think it's fantastic. Thank you, Vice Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Chris, for joining us. Yes, thank you so Great to much. see you. Thank you. Good to catch up with Chris, and let me tell you, we are stuffed. We tried a pepperoni pizza, probably like four different flavors of Italian ice, and Chris also made sure that we had a cold brew to taste his java. Yeah, I and mean, Chris has his hands in so many different pots, and I mean, everything 
was amazing. This pizza is like true East Coast pizza. The crust is great. It's like crispy, but it's thin. It's amazing. And it's like that cheese, the the whole combination of the cheese, the sauce, the crust, it's it's perfect. Go to our social media and you, you can literally like taste it when you look at the video because <laughs> you can see the kind of like the little little grease on top that's kind of still boiling and all that kind of thing. And while we were eating the pizza, uh, the partner came over, his name's Michael, and he said, you know, this is East Coast pizza. And I said, I know. And then we started comparing notes and he's got a pizza place in New Jersey asked where I was born, and it's like literally the same town. So pretty incredible. I was like, I knew this tasted familiar. The Roselli, the Roselli aunts and cousins are already headed to his New Jersey restaurant, but, but now we're able to get that pizza back here in Southern Nevada, too. I love it. Also, congratulations in order for Chris. He is having a baby girl due in December. Yeah, her name is Illusia, which is a, a take on illusion. Super cute name. Uh, congratulations, Chris, on the on the new edition coming soon. Yeah, he was hoping for a girl, and and they got one. I'm gonna let you take away the tips this week because you did go to Allegiant Stadium, and I know you wanted to talk about a few things. You showed some video of everyone kind of like walking over that bridge from Mandalay Bay to get to Allegiant Stadium. It was pretty hot outside, but how did that go, getting into Allegiant Stadium for the Garth Brooks concert? Any tips, anything people should know? So first of all, you need to know that on-site parking at the stadium, if you're going to drive yourself, is going to be expensive. It's up to 100 bucks to park in the lots that are directly adjacent to the stadium. There are some satellite lots as well, which are cheaper. We paid $50 for parking. Um, and it, it wasn't a long walk to the stadium, but it was 117 mm-hmm. that day. So walk- oh, so nice and cool. Oh, it, I mean, walking a mile in 117 degree weather is, it's a lot. Um, it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry heat, but <laughs> crap, it was freaking hot. Um but I think when the weather cools down and for football games, like the lot that we parked in is a tailgating lot. So that'll be fun when you're able to walk over with groups of people after you tailgate, go to the game. That's great. Uh, Mandalay Bay is another venue where you can pay to park. And seeing all the people walk over the Hacienda is the road that runs between Allegiant Stadium over the I-15 highway and over to Mandalay Bay, they shut it down to traffic so that people who parked at Mandalay Bay could walk over the bridge to Allegiant Stadium. And it was like, it, it looked like the, new, the the start line at the New York City Marathon, where it's just like an endless sea of people. And they were just like flooding over the bridge over to Allegiant Stadium. And it really was quite a sight to behold. It was. I was looking at your video and I was like, I can only imagine seeing it in person, you know. But, you know, it seemed like everyone got in in a timely manner. The line moved, right? Yeah. Getting to parking was it was great. I think the the exit process, getting all the cars out of those parking lots, the traffic management, um, they they have some things to work out. It took a really long time. The parking lot was bottlenecked. 
the Raiders president, Mark Bedane, he said that, you know, the parking situation and traffic are going to be things that, that they fine tune as they have events and they'll be making adjustments for every event that they have. So, you know, again, getting in there was great. Getting out of there was a little frustrating. Right. And just down the road, T-Mobile Arena was having that huge UFC fight. So, I mean, there was a lot of major events and a lot of people were saying like, it is actually a really great feeling to have a UFC fight at T-Mobile Arena. And I believe that fight sold out in like 10 minutes. And then having Garth Brooks at Allegiant Stadium on a Saturday night in Las Vegas, man, you know, this night just feels alive and, and it, it is a good feeling. It's been a long, long, year. I know we say it over and over, but it's only positive. It is. My other tip, uh, aside from parking, is once you get inside Allegiant Stadium, you're probably going to want to grab a drink, grab some food before you, you know, go inside to get to your seats. Do not stop at the concession stands that are just inside the door. Those were swamped and the lines were so long. We took a a walk around the stadium and we got to pretty much the backside, the opposite side from where you enter. And the lines were, I mean, there were virtually no lines because everybody stopped right there at the entrance to grab a cold beer, to grab some food, go far away for concessions. It'll save you a lot of hair pulling. Good tips. And, you know, people are going to start going to Allegiant Stadium more and more for, you know, games coming up with the Raiders, UNLV football is going to be playing there and all the events that they have scheduled. So all good stuff to know. And that's episode 77. Uh, Really enjoyed again talking to Chris Angel. He is back at Planet Hollywood performing and go check out his restaurant that by the time this hits the airwaves, I believe, should be open that week. He was saying the week of at least around the July 19th. But, you know, make sure you check with the restaurant first before you head up, and then it's not open yet. But they were working hard to get everything just perfect. And again, we'll be back next week to talk about Usher's new residency, which just kicked off over at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Going to be another packed week here in Las Vegas, and we'll have everything for you on episode 78. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We hope you have a great week. Keep in touch with us on social media. We're constantly posting as things pop up throughout the week. So go there. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Captain? We've been cleared for landing. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's get away.